Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, September 14th, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. The sun came up on Sunday, Monday, and now Tuesday, Bucknutters. We will make it. It's Tuesday. That means Dwayne Long. Dwayne, have you recovered? You say the, the sun's come up? I, I don't know. I've had my curtains closed, so I'll take your word for it. No need for an extended depression. We're going to get things fixed here on the Bucknuts Morning 5. Obviously, the fallout from what I will say was a shocking loss. I apologize to the Bucknutters on the Sunday pod, and I'll do it again. That's as wrong as I've ever been going into a game. If you base anything on what I say, you may want to reconsider that based on how that game went. Good gracious. Anyway, the primary culprit coming out of the weekend even brought Mr. Bucknuts out of retirement. Angst directed towards Kerry Combs. Now, it's probably not realistic to think he's the sole person to blame for a general meltdown, but he is the guy who runs the defense. There were many, many people questioning Combs heading into the season based on the way last season went and finished. Where are you on Kerry Combs? Where are you on assessing blame for what went on against the Ducks? Well, I, I think you've got to look at the man who's supposed to be running this thing. And then you look at last year. I gave him a pass last year because we were just so decimated in the secondary. Uh, but now here we are in a new year. Uh, let's let's look back just uh, another week. And what did we give? We gave up 31 points. We've given up 66 points in two games. Now, if your offense has to score at least at least 34 points to win games, you're probably going to lose a few football games. That's just that's just crazy. Yeah, we got a scoring machine here, but the defense is just killing us. It's putting us where uh, all those points are, are needed. It's not a luxury. It's not uh, impressing. It's what we need to win. And this is, this is uh, uh, just, we got to look at this. But here's another thing for Buckeye Nation to think about. The last year of uh, Greg Schiano, we were a sieve. So, you, you know, you're like, what is, what is, how far does this go back? What, what's going on? It's just hard to come to terms with what we're seeing out there. It's, it's got to improve. How that happens, I don't know. You're going to fire a guy with such Ohio roots. You, you pulled him off a former Ohio State head coach's coaching staff to bring him back here, and you're going to fire him, especially this early. We were just talking about Clay Helton getting getting booted after two games. Well, shouldn't he been – why go into the season with him? And so you have to wonder about that with Combs, too. Why you – if you're going to boot him this quickly – Shouldn't you have booted him in the offseason? But, you know, we'll see what's going to happen with that. We just know something's got to change. You know, as far as Combs is concerned, Paul Rhodes is out there. And Paul Rhodes made his bones as a defensive 
coach and he's highly respected. So you have that option if you do want to take it. What I know is what I saw Saturday, the schematically, it was just bad. We kept getting burned with the same uh, a variation of the same play. This is two games in a row. We've gave up huge runs. Linebackers look terrible, just absolutely terrible. And, and that's another thing. Oregon kept throwing to the backs. I don't know if a receiver caught a ball all day. You've got to try to fix it. He did not want to change his basic scheme, even though it was getting ripped apart by a, a quality football coach. You know, something's got to change. This can't continue. You, you got personnel matters that need to be dealt with. We're not getting a pass rush. We are so used to getting a pass rush year after year after year. We're throwing number one picks up there, uh, defensive ends. So we're used to getting a pass rush, have been for years upon years. That's ridiculous. It's pathetic what we see out there. This kid looked like like, uh, Tom Brady back there because of lack of pass rush. We thought we were going to pick up and and just go on with Harrison and Tyreek Smith, who is (laughs) Harrison is not playing well, and he's still playing better than Smith is. Let's get some new guys in there. They've allowed JTT in there. He's played some. Where's Jack Sawyer? Why are we not letting these other guys play? We got to get a pass rush, Dan. We have to. Whatever we've got to do, maybe we need to throw in some blitzes. I don't know if I've seen one all year yet. Ohio State can't be going into gimmick defenses. One of the things that makes Ohio State Ohio State is their pass rush can get pressure with just four guys. That's what separates you. Then you can play with that extra safety to do what you want. You don't have to pull another guy into the box. I thought that was a great point that you made about Combs being from Ohio and there being other factors here than just production. There have been examples cited around the country of guys getting fired or removed earlier than expected. You mentioned Clay Helton. I think at some point in time, allegiances be darned. I don't think we've reached that with Combs yet. Paul Rhodes, I assume would be a good alternative. I don't know enough about him to say so. My greatest concern is If Kerry Combs is being forced to use a scheme he doesn't want to use and it's failing, that is just a recipe for failure on so many levels. You've got a guy being forced to do a job poorly because he can't use his own scheme, and we don't even know if his scheme would work. I'd like to be optimistic about the defense. You mentioned the Greg Schiano year. It never really got fixed. Last year, the secondary never really got fixed, and we had better players back there. So it might be on the offense just to get the scoring cranked. Do you have optimism that it's going to be fixed, or do you think this is a year where if we don't get 35 points, it's probably an L? Oh, we gotta, we've got we got to fix it. There's just – it's impossible. It's unacceptable that we're just going to continue. got to try something. You can't just keep doing this. That's what I was going to say. The definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over again and hope for a different result. We got to get the linebackers are completely wrong right now. Mm. Absolutely. The guys that were, you know, we've been wondering where Pope is. Well, we found him and he's been played well. Uh, Maybe now we got PG. He he looks like he's going to be eligible. I, I assume he's been able to practice. Let's get him on the field. Let's try that. Let's get Gant and the, the current guys out there. Trajan Mitchell could stay. He hasn't been good enough, but, you know, let's get some guys on the field 
that that can play. These are they're bad. They're bad. The the seventy yard touchdown run. If you watch that again, once again, Combs defense uh, was unbalanced because they sent a guy in motion, left one side open, and then Taraj Mitchell made a terrible read. The hole was so big that that I could have run through it, and I don't run anymore. So it was it was really terrible what we were doing there. But it also goes back to Mitchell. I cannot believe the decision he tried to make on on that run. He had he had responsibility to that hole, and he decided to run out somewhere else. He kicked it out a, a slot. Let's let's put the guys in there that are showing that they're ready to ready to play. You know, one of the uh, these football terms get used enough and then get inserted into our vernacular and we're supposed to know what they mean. One of the terms they use all the time now on television is called run fits. And basically yeah. what that means is, is the linebacker in the right spot when you see a guy coming through the hole? Our run fits are terrible. Our guys are slow to react. And because of that, the offensive linemen get up on the second level and they get blocked. And that's where you get those huge holes. Are they slow to react because they're not prepared or they just don't have great instincts? We don't know, but man, there's some big holes to run through. You can't be giving up runs like that every week. It just looks like guys are unprepared or lack instincts. And Ohio State should not have linebackers on the field that have bad instincts considering we recruit the entire earth looking for linebackers and have our choice. Here's something that will certainly complicate the situation. Josh Proctor, their best safety, broke his leg during the game. He's gone for the year. Bryson Shaw went in there, was in over his head, certainly from a speed perspective early on. What do you make of the loss of Proctor? Where do they turn? Huge, huge. You know, you had the one guy back there that you could depend on. He was going to do what he's supposed to do and make things happen. He brought Ransom in, and he's the same kind of player. Well. Things shored up, and now one of them's gone. We have been a monster on the recruiting trail with cornerbacks for years and years. We are, we've not bottled, brought a lot of really outstanding safeties in, and it's showing right now. I have no idea. Bryson Shaw does not make me – he wants me to keep my curtains closed. That's what I'm, – I'm just not optimistic about that. But who else are we going to put back there? Uh, the We've got the freshmen. We could try them. We are not going to put Malik Hooker back there. Please don't. I'd rather see Shaw. That's a huge hole, Dan. You know, uh, I, I wanted to mention Cody Simon with the linebackers. That would be my three linebackers. Simon, PG, and Pope. But, yeah, the, getting back to this, I can't even think of who else we would stick back there. Well, I'll tell you what, we, if the aforementioned Malik Hooker was available, we'd take him. His brother, Marcus Hooker, is oh, excuse to be me. <laughs> Put it this Malik wasn't much of a help against the Buccaneers. He was inactive for the Cowboys, but we digress. Go ahead. I'm I'm just searching. I've looked at the roster again and I'm like, who are we going to plug in there? Well, safety, there's nobody. Let's just be honest about that. There's a reason they're in the mix on the recruiting scene now for Xavier Nwankba and Zion Branch, both safeties, both elite level guys. You can take them off the high school field right now and see if they want to take a run at it. Let me throw this out there. This is crazy. Everyone's going to say, no, you don't want to do that. If you really wanted to just improve the position with a super athlete, uh, you've got a couple of guys on offense that were outstanding 
defensive players. Both Fleming and Egbuka. I knew you were going to say Egbuka. Go ahead. Were special as defensive players in high school. Just, just tell them one year. We need your help. We need you just go in there. And safety is one of the most instinctive. Safety and running back are the two most instinctive positions. Just throw them in there. Look, we need your help for one year. You'll start. You're going to be a starter. And just it's just something to at least consider because we we're we got a problem. That's a huge problem. Okay, Bucknutters, you can answer this in the thread below, and then we're going to take a break. Would you replace Bryson Shaw on defense with a Mecca Egbuka? I'm going to take a quick break, come back, talk some crouton. We are back. Truthfully, Dwayne, I could sit and kvetch about the team for another two hours, so I had to cut it off there. Plenty of chatter on the message boards to keep this going, and Bucknutters are trying to get everything solved. We appreciate that. Let's talk about another team of national prominence, at least it was at one point, the University of Southern California Trojans, USC, fired Clay Helton yesterday. Why they waited until two weeks into the season when this guy has been a lame duck, it feels like for several years, we will never know. They've replaced him in-house with their recruiting specialist for the West Coast, Dante Williams. Now you've got every recruit headed to USC in the class of 2022 being hit up. Ohio State has reached out, we know, to Michael Williams, a defensive lineman. Looks like an outside guy from Georgia who's committed to USC. His father even said in the most recent story, they'd be silly not to take a look at Ohio State now that they've reached out. I asked you to review his film. Ohio State remains in the mix for guys like Shamar Stewart, Amari Abor, etc. What's your vibe? I th- he's an outstanding defensive prospect. Defensive end, I think he's going to be. But he's got some good size on him. If he slides down eventually, that wouldn't surprise me. But I think he's going to stay at end. Uh, the kid's a ball player. You can see why everybody's in on him. Uh, number five defensive end in the country and in, in the database. But here's what I'd say. We're in on some guys just as good that we've already got an established relationships with. The kid's too good to, to not go after him, take a look at him. But if we don't, I like I like who we're in good shape with right now. Let's let's go down, take a look at him, and and if he's that interested, then we got a decision to make because we don't have enough slots. Let's take a look at him. He's a long kid. He's got a good burst. You got if he's showing interest in us, we got to go back and talk to this kid. Yeah, this is this is not a guy you you pass on. I can't tell based on the tape if I like him better as a three four outside linebacker or a four three defensive end. You mentioned his size. He's a good sized dude. So it's more likely he's going to end up having his hand in the dirt. He gets a nice rush on the passer. I'm not sure he's your classic edge guy. No, he's not. He does look like a guy that will be big enough to handle the edge. He kind of reminds me of Jalen Holmes, if you guys remember the Virginia Beach native who did real well here as kind of a reserve, and it's still clocking checks in the league. Unfortunately, the player in USC's recruiting class at Ohio State, I think one of the most, Domani Jackson, has been quoted as saying he's going to stick with USC. However, he did say that Clay Helton was the guy he went there for, was his main recruiter. Would you make a huge run at Jackson? Oh, hell yeah. That kid is just special. You try to talk him out of it. And just like you said, it was a known fact when he committed it. Clay Helton was key to that. Now Clay Helton's gone. How, let him think about it for a minute. You know, right now he's, he's still wrapped up in being a USC Trojan. You know, he, he probably bought in. You know, maybe maybe he'll change his mind because he was looking at us. You absolutely make a run at him. He says no. He says no. What have you, what have you lost? Not one damn thing. So, yeah, you know, you know, go after that kid. Let's see if we can bring him east. 
Who do you think will replace Clay Helton? Apparently they reached out to Chris Peterson, the former Washington coach, and he said he was not interested. I assume they could go back with a huge check. There are many who believe it was last year at this time. Herb will be their coach now and not the coach of the Jaguars. You've heard names bandied about that will be really interesting. I'd love to see them hire James Franklin just to nuke the, the nits, but what's your vibe on where they'll go with that move? Well, I, I, I exactly what you said. Get James Franklin out of the Big Ten. James Franklin is one of the ten best coaches in the country. Buckeye fans love to dog this guy, but when you look at his record, he is he's winning ten games every damn year. His only problem is he can't beat Ohio State. He's he's got the Jim Harbaugh disease. He can't beat Ohio State. That's the only thing that keeps him from being a more prominent coach. Uh, I was looking back at his record. He won like uh, 41 games in four years. Just I'm not talking about five years ago. I'm talking about in the last five years or so. Uh, he is just an outstanding football coach. He, he's a pain in our ass as far as recruiting is concerned. Uh, so go. Go out there where, where there's all kinds of players, all kinds of sunshine, USC cheerleaders. Go on out there, dude. Uh, that would be a, that would be, I'd bring a smile on my face if Franklin uh, took that job. There are moments for us to savor along this journey with the Buckeyes. This past weekend was not one of them. Definitely want to keep it locked into the site. This place is a little bit different after a loss. We're going to get things fixed. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. Have a good one, Buck Hunters.